the one and only a switch aka who keep buttering my nipples <laughs> aka um let me uh let me put some uh fruit snacks in your yogurt make it taste good AKA uh, the undisputed, uncontested, undefeated social distancing champion. AKA the Komaki Tiger Dropper. Had to almost forgot. AKA the Nigga Lip Master. Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites, episode. 141 141 uh today's date is february 17th 2022 um for those that don't know uh switch your sites podcast is a solo video game podcast where i talk about just that um what else i think that's really it you know um good show uh <laughs> i'll uh i'll see you guys <laughs> let me stop <laughs> um pretty pretty uh concise show i'd say today uh have some good interesting uh things to talk about uh but you know i'm not gonna keep you any longer than i need to so just keep that in mind um happy uh horizon for ben west release night day uh at least in the in the west um it has released by now technically so anybody who's looking forward to that um happy happy for, <laughs> happy for for Bryson <laughs> happy happy horizon day still got to catch up still got to catch up um what else i think that's really it so you know what you know what uh let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it first topic of discussion uh, would be uh out of nowhere Nintendo just being <laughs> Nintendo going Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo announced uh, Tuesday that they are uh, shutting down the 3DS and Wii U eShop uh, purchases late March 2023. So I guess like the PS3, I think I think they're ending as well next year. Uh, better get, get them games while you can, um, just get them while you can. Cause time is of the essence and well, you know, um, at least specifically speaking for like the Wii U and 3DS, it's like, uh, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of really good games that are exclusive to those platforms that have yet to be ported and, we don't don't know if they will be ported, but odds are, uh, considering the, the massive amount of games on, uh, at least specifically the 3DS family, um, I'd say a fair amount of Wii U games have been ported, but there's of course some stragglers there. Um, <laughs> RIP to, uh, devil's third, the game I only love and nobody else, but had to had to had to shout it out, even though I, you technically can't play it online anymore, which is personally the marquee best thing about that. But I digress. Um, at least for uh, 3DS, there's a lot of exclusive stuff on there that's presumably just gonna get left to the wayside after the uh, the shop closes. So, uh at least to, um, cover some of the bigger questions. Um, how long will it, will it 
how long will it still be possible to re-download previously purchased content from Nintendo eShop and for Wii U and 3DS family systems? How long will those games still support online play? Uh, they say for the foreseeable future, it will still be possible to re-download games and DLC, uh, receive software updates and enjoy online play on, on Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS family systems. Um, there are still, uh, eShop cards and retailers at the show that show Wii U and 3DS, uh, logo logos. What will happen to them? At least they say that they can technically still be used to add funds to account balance, uh, on the Nintendo switch. So that's fine. Um, but they'll still be usable while supplies last in stores. Um, so there you go. Um, what else? Any classic games for past platforms will cease. Oh yeah. They're speaking specifically on like, you know, a lot of these games that are going to be technically, um, SOL now that like they're ending the, the eShop in stores to download it. And of course, you know, some of these games physically are, you know, going to only raise up in price as well. Um, will you make classic games available in to own in some other way? If not, then why doesn't Nintendo have an obligation to preserve its classic games by continually making them available for purchase? And basically they say we currently have no plans to offer classic content in other ways. So it's like, sorry, good luck with that. They of course are pushing their agenda. Like, uh, we have a uh, hundred over 130 classic games that are currently available in growing libraries for various, uh, legacy systems. Please <laughs> buy those and shut up, shut up and don't access for, uh, games that haven't been ported yet. Cause we're not, we're not doing it. That's at least what I interpreted from that. So, <sighs> you see, and Nintendo wonders why we, uh, we end up pirating the games, um, because of reasons like this, because they do not preserve their games essentially. So, I mean, if you are technically savvy enough, I, uh, I'll implore you to, uh, you know, go, uh, some certain avenues. <laughs> if you catch my drift, uh, where you can actually, um, preserve these games in perpetuity because Nintendo is not doing it themselves. So, uh, there's some resources online, you know, if you look up, look up, uh, how would I, uh, <laughs> I wonder if you, how can I indefinitely preserve games? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think you could put two and two together. You could put, uh, put the apple in the box, but it's not going to taste the same. If you get, <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. If, if you catch my, <laughs> it's like, I can't, I, I, I don't catch what you're saying. I don't get it. Anyway, you know, I am winking very, I think I'm winking. If you, if you, if you get what I'm putting down, which you probably don't, but anyway, I mean, we have to pirate if we want to preserve these games. That's essentially what I mean. So, I mean, Nintendo gives us no choice. So personally, I've, uh, I've, I've, uh, hacked my Wii U. Uh, I've yet to fully mess with it. Like, uh, outside of that, but I mean, that's that, that I found that pretty fun in of itself. I may, I might weigh my options, potentially might, uh, might mod the 3ds as well to, you know, maintain that preservation, but we'll see. We, we shall see. Um, but yeah, man, the one downside of, uh, going digital, man, just who knows, like when this is going to happen in the PS4. PS five when after the PS six is out Xbox, uh, uh, I'd say out of everybody, Xbox seems to be the best out of them all. Uh, everything considered, 
but I mean, even them, like in terms of the backwards compatibility, that there is a very limited, there is a limited uh, amount of games that are backwards compatible. So not every single game is backwards compatible, but I mean, they're doing the best they can. So this is why preservation is important. That's uh, personally why I, uh, if you can, if you, if you, if you would like to support, support physical games, just, just if you can, if you care, just support it. Just, just <laughs> let me stop. Um, yeah. So the clock is ticking. If you want to get, get some classic 3ds games, what are some really good ones? I've really only used it very for very niche purposes, mainly for Monster Hunter and uh, Smash. Um, I hear uh, Timagame, Timagame Tensei. I know there's a lot of uh, pretty much exclusive titles on on the 3DS for that specifically. I think Professor Layton, the Professor Layton and uh, Phoenix Wright crossover. I know is stupid expensive on uh physically um just to name a few you know <sighs> just just made me sneeze out of just sadness you know it's it's horrible anyway moving on Uh, Capcom, comma the cap, cap of the com. Uh, earlier this week they uh dropped, I think it was last Friday actually. They dropped a uh countdown timer on uh on the website that pretty much is counting down to something, but we don't know what it is. So, uh, the only indication we have is that it's Capcom related clearly because it's on their site, but, uh, it's given us no leads as to what it could be. Um, it's a lot of things to speculate actually. Uh, I think what's at the top currently is that it could possibly be, um, announcement for the next street fighter, street fighter six, which is, uh, obviously been hinted at, um, and confirmed with, uh, the last character DLC character for street fighter five, Luke, um, Luke Skywalker <laughs> stuff, Luke, um, the, I don't even know who he, well, I mean, I guess we're supposed to find out more when six comes out. Cause they're ba- basically touting that it, he's going to be like the flagship quote unquote flagship character for street fighter six in the direction they're going apparently. So, uh, that seems to be like the, at the top, I know some speculation that it might be, uh, the resident evil eight village, uh, DLC. Uh, I doubt that though. It does not seem likely at all considering like, I don't think that's the type of thing you would hype up and make a literal countdown for. Um, and if anything, maybe they would, you know, point signs towards the DLC or point signs that it's maybe resident evil related, but, um, it seems to be this countdown definitely seems to be very, uh, unbiased. Like it's not tied to any specific game. It seems, I guess the font kind of looks like resident evil in terms of the, the recent ones, seven and uh, eight kind of, if I can speculate anything, but I don't know. I know some people were thinking maybe Pragmata, but I don't think that's the case since that they somewhat recently pushed that back to 2023. I think before the year ended, like back in December, I want to say. So don't think is that <laughs> I could be very ambitious and think it, uh, and only dream and fantasize that it could be Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis is coming back. Dino Crisis is re- being remade and coming back for more Dino Dino Crisis. 
Um, that would be cool. I would totally dig that. Um, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep putting out the hope for Onimusha to come back. That would be pretty dope. Uh, Onimusha remake or I don't know. I feel like the, the, the quadrilogy was pretty conclusive. It felt like, but I wouldn't mind, uh, either a remake or a, I feel like a remake would actually be the easiest, but I don't know. Considering they recently re-released the original Onimusha, I know there was like a kerfuffle in terms of the licensing and stuff. Uh, I don't know of the odds of that being likely considering that, like, I think the game technically didn't sell too well. Uh, at least I think otherwise it would have warranted like, um, making the second one remastering it. So based off those, uh, incidents is, I think, uh, that's pretty unlikely. Um, I'm gonna keep putting it out there though. Uh, uh, Resident Evil Outbreak remake or file three or just a amalgamation of them all. That would be great. But again, I feel like they would, uh, I feel like they would keep it focused or hinted to be Resident Evil related, but I guess they technically could, but I don't know. Maybe it might be something that's all around like, uh, in, in encompassing all of Capcom or something. It, or, uh, what I've been hearing too, is that it could be, uh, a new, a totally new IP from Capcom, which is, that's kind of crazy to think it's, I guess outside of prog monitor hasn't really necessarily been any new, new IPs, uh, from Capcom, I think since prog but I mean, at the same time, Capcom's like Capcom's IPs are like so damn good and established and iconic in of itself. So, I mean, I understand it also. Um, Dragon's Dogma 2, that would be kind of cool. I dig that. Uh, what else? That's at least realistic, I guess. Uh, I don't think it'll be the Resident Evil 4 remake. It feels like it's too soon for that. If it seems like something that they would, if the, if it does, does come to light, it'd probably be at E3 or Summer's Games Fest, whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> this is totally unrealistic, but <laughs> what if they actually, no, nah, that'd just be too confusing, but they haven't officially announced it yet. What if they did like, maybe uh, go back on the Resident Evil 4 remake thing and actually announce Cove Veronica remake. That would be kind of dope. I don't think it'll ever happen, but it'll probably happen maybe eventually, but I don't think it'll happen until uh, until after Resident Evil 4 remake, unfortunately. Um, Marvel versus Capcom seems appropriate, but I don't know that that seems again, too ambitious considering like the craziness that was Marvel versus Capcom infinite, even though Disney now owns all of, um, a good majority of their IPs, including uh X-Men now, which was the, you know, controversial thing that, uh, I think was pretty much part of MVCI's downfall too. So, Ah, this is tough. Don't think it would be Monster Hunter World 2 either because I feel like they want to want Sunbreak to release first before they um talk about the next Monster Hunter. Hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking is either Street Fighter 6 Street Fighter six or a new IP Street Fighter six, a new IP or maybe something resident evil related only because of this font, this resident evil looking font, but, uh, 
guess we'll have to see. I think the countdown is like two days and 23 hours. So it seems to be set for, let's see, I guess technically would that be Monday? I think Monday, Monday, Tuesday. I believe Monday or Tuesday, it might be Japanese time, but huh? Yeah, I, I would be very, I hope people have learned by this point, do not make a countdown for it to be like, oh, this is our Capcom library. I think there was, uh, there was some, maybe a sub announcement for, for Capcom about it was some, um, they revealed some Resident Evil timeline thing that had like, like, uh, I guess some exclusive concept art and stuff like that. But I'm like, don't, don't do that for like a countdown. That's just disappointing. They, you just setting, setting things up for failure. But I think it's, it, I, I think it's gotta be Street Fighter six. That's my guess. That seems to be the most likely. Street Fighter five is done in terms of like the, uh, DLC characters. They showed Luke to indicate what's next for Street Fighter. I feel like that is the likeliest, but, uh, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Please don't be, you know, <laughs> what, what was, what would be something that like, would be countdown appropriate, but would be totally disappointing. Oh man. <laughs> what if, uh, what if, uh, Capcom introducing Capcom NFTs, like really a countdown for that. That's just, you just going to piss everybody off. If you do that, I don't think they would. Um, yeah. Considering the general consensus, I think people have towards NFTs. I doubt that would be, I hope that wouldn't be it either. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of potential. It's a lot of potential. Um, Capcom. This is very bold. But what if, <laughs> what if Capcom announced this is this is this is a very rogue. Um, what if Capcom announced their own like console exclusively? That just doesn't make sense though. That just doesn't make sense or better yet. They might considering the, the trend of acquisitions now. Um, what if this is the announced that they've been acquired by PlayStation? I think I speculated that a while back, but I could see that this would be, I don't, I'm not sure if it would be countdown worthy though. I don't think it would be countdown worthy. Um, this definitely indicates some IP or game. Yeah. It's hard to fathom it. Anything else other than a new game series or sequel. Um, I don't think it will be anything else. If it is anything else, it would be very <laughs> upsetting and disappointing in uh, many ways. So. I guess only time will tell. I guess we'll we'll find out soon enough next week. Um, with that being said, that uh concludes the news for this week. Um moving on. Uh, so let's get into what I've been playing, which has been, uh, I'm still, I'm still at it. Thriller to fight. Um, still been, uh, incorporating this game into my workout regimen. Um, and it is fun as hell now getting the hang of it. I might've mentioned it last week, but I, uh, started playing with the multiplier, um, which I believe a multiplier is at least according to this game is, um, uh, what determines your punch strength, um, which I feel like playing in automatic mode where I guess it does it somewhat realistically, I think is, uh, not 
as fun because it's like I felt like there's been times like I'm punching my hardest, but it's not registering properly. But I feel now with the uh, damage multiplier or I forgot multiplier in general, it feels more accurate, I guess, but also more fun. I don't think it's as encouraging to uh, to play in automatic because it's not you don't get that um, dopamine hit when you like knock somebody's lights out clean in like the first round, which I think uh, having the multiplier definitely helps with to keep you uh, engaged and encouraged to keep going rather than like, you know, going to marathon in a round in a match. Um, considering though, I've, I've done the full string. I've, uh, went through the whole gauntlet of opponents, uh, successfully and knocked out each, each person in, uh, the first round. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm looking into, <laughs> I'm looking into some, uh, some contracts to get signed, uh, to out of the official boxing coalition. I don't, even <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. The official, is it the IFBB or something? BB, See, you know, I clearly don't know. So <laughs> I try to apply. I'm like, Hey, Hey man. Um, you know, uh, I, I just knocked out, uh, all these opponents in thrill of the fight, uh, in the first round. So clearly what, <laughs> what are we, what are we going to do about this is you, you want to sign me now or you want to, <laughs> you want to sign me now, or are we going to just, you know, you want me to do it again and I'll show you, uh, no, nah, but yeah, after I did it, the f I did a uh, first, my first successful knockouts of all the opponents within the first round with a two time multiplier. But, uh, after I did that, I was like, man, I'm really good to go again. So I literally right after that went into another succession of, uh, taking out all the opponents. But this time I reduced the modifier uh, I at least reduced it by two. So I was like at one, one point, one point nine, two or one point. I knocked it down by two. I think it's one point two something. I forgot, but essentially I basically, the plan is to keep knocking it down by increments to be a little bit more challenging as well as, uh, I think more fun that way too, to kind of, you know, I feel like it is kind of unfair now with the, with the multiplier I had that like, and just clocking them out easily. Um, but I mean, it felt good though, you know, <laughs> knocking my clean, not even looking at them. Like I'm in a real match. VR is a trip, man. Let, let, let me just say that VR is, is dope. I am such a believer now. I've I know I've said that before, but man, um, now being able to have the flexibility to kind of keep consistently playing VR, uh, at least in this way, that's actually, uh, productive towards me, like losing weight and stuff like that, that I think is really, really dope. So cannot recommend thrill of the fight enough. If you want to play a game that keeps you keeps you active. I feel like I see thrill of fight kind of in the same way as I see like DDR, like games that are like fun to play, but at the same time you're, you're uh, being very active and, you know, mess around, you know, eating right and all that might, might, <laughs> might catch up on you. It really, it really might. So, um, I'm digging it, man. I really am. So, I definitely plan to just, just do this on the regular, maybe start messing with some of the other modes. I think there's like some more tricky, uh, training stuff that you can uh, mess with too, but I'll, uh, I think I'll just get my bearings, see how low I can go in terms of multiplier to actually consistently still keep knocking these fools out. And man, my arms have, uh, used muscles that I've never known I had <laughs> that are just sore as hell, but in the, in the best way. So I'm digging it, man. I feel like I'm, I'm becoming more and more of a boxer. Um, maybe, maybe got to work on the breathing, but I mean, I'm knocking them out though. <laughs> I'm knocking them lights out though. I know that much. 
I won't be able to breathe right, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking them out. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to kill. Some <laughs> I'm trying to kill somebody in that ring. <laughs> I can only think of what, what like, um, because when I do it outside, uh, with all the neighbors and stuff, only I can only imagine this big black man just, 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 just shadow boxing like, like nobody's business. But um, it's fun, man. I don't even care. I don't even care. So, cannot recommend it enough. Cannot recommend it enough. Uh, speaking, speaking of uh, beating up some fools, um, actually finally got around to playing uh, Sifu. Um, I think these are made by the, this game is made by, what is it, Shadow something? Let me look it up essentially made by the same people that made uh, Absolver, but I don't think I ever got a chance to play that slow cap. Um, but yeah, man, this, this is a, this is an interesting game. I'll definitely say that captivated me when I saw the trailer for it and everything, but man, it is just interesting as fuck. It really is. So, um, essentially the concept of this game is, uh, man, how do I describe it? It's, it's so unique in that way too. I I'd say the closest way to describe it is definitely hotline Miami mixed with, if you mix hotline Miami with a traditional beat em up, I think you would get seafood. That's probably the best way to describe it. And I, I say hotline Miami, because um, Hotline Miami is a little bit more strict, but it does have the same type of flow to it, if that makes sense. Where like essentially in Hotline Miami, for those that maybe don't know what that game is, is basically the top down, like gory uh, shooter, shooter slash puzzle game where you like basically um, try to figure out how to complete a level. And it's uh, generally in a very quick fashion. And, um, normally if, if you make a wrong move, you're instantly dead. So it's a very much, a a trial and error type game, but it's like when you get it, you get it. That's, uh, I think the appeal of hotline Miami, hotline Miami, as well as a uh, seafood where it's like a very, it's a very tough. Yeah. It's very similar in that, that respect where it's a very tough learning curve. But once you get it, you get it and it just clicks, um, which, yeah, I think it's very accurate for Sifu. At first, it was like uh, the first level. I was like, man, this is not bad. But then like getting further into it, I'm like, man, oh, shit, I'm getting I'm getting my ass beat right now. But um, it was definitely a hard learning curve, especially the second level, the club stage. Uh, man, I'm, I'm have to say it. Um, uh, Sean, 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 that motherfucker with the stick, uh, he could die. He could, he could die and die again. And I wouldn't feel bad. Uh, you'll know what I mean, but essentially the, the, the end boss for the stage two, he was such a damn, uh, to, get the grasp of, I don't even think I could technically say confidently say I could still fully get him. Like, um, essentially the bosses have two phases and this guy, like, uh, I, I barely could even withstand him for the first phase initially, but then got the hang of it and, uh, didn't struggle at all at, at the first phase. But then the second phase is where he's just a bitch. He's just bitchy bitch bitch because he's just he's just annoying. His moves are hard to read and and like uh encounter and uh, avoid evade. And then when you get the satisfaction of actually evading his move when you actually can do it, he backs up like a bitch and then he's very unpredictable in his behavior. Cause like sometimes you think he's going to sweep. He doesn't sweep. So now you dodge because you thought he's going to sweep, but no, he doesn't. And then he hits you and then you get damaged and then you eventually die. 
Um, which also brings me to the unique, the unique death mechanic for Sifu, which is, it is, uh, it is very unique. So basically if you saw like the trailer, like, uh, the E3 trailers or whatever, the announcement trailer for Sifu, um, it seems like if you die, you age and like eventually come back and like, I don't know, train or something like that and come back to try to fight them. Uh, whatever opponent killed you kind of in a, a somewhat of a dark souls way, but it isn't. So basically when you die, uh, you age of course. So, uh, let's say essentially, <laughs> uh, very, uh, likely if I'm playing Sean, this, uh, the boss and I, I get, I get killed. Um, I die and I age, uh, one year. So, uh, you start off at 20, you die. Uh, if you die in the game as in lose all your health, you die, you, uh, go up age of one year. Uh, if you die again, um, and it's certain conditions, uh, in order to do this, but uh, essentially there's like, uh, if you defeat a mini boss or what the game considers a mini boss or a main boss, um, at least for the bosses, if you, uh, defeat them in their first phase, you, you get knocked down a life as well. Um, but the conditions are somewhat specific, but essentially if you die, your, your age, uh, gradually, uh, increases the faster the more times you die. So let's say if you're struggling with a boss, for example, you die, you, um, you gain one life, uh, you, you age one year. If you die again, you age two years. If you die three times, uh, with this boss, you age three years, but let's say you actually defeat the boss, uh, your counter would go down one year. So, um, it's a, it's an interesting concept where you feel the effects of aging, but if you, if you uh, essentially suck at the boss or level, it's going to be very tough for you to progress through the rest of the game. So it's technically five stages. And if you, um, if you, you have to make it through those five stages essentially. So let's say you are at stage one, you beat the boss and you, managed to, uh, beat it at age 23. So, uh, when you, if you beat it at that age, you go to the next stage as age 23. So it's that continuity in terms of age. But the thing is every 10 years you age your, um, your, uh, respawning or lives, uh, go away with each, each year, each decade you age. So, I think the max is 70. So pretty much if you get to age 70, uh, if you get, if you die once it's game over. So it's a interesting concept in terms of like, it encourages you to ultimately replay the levels to get a, get, uh, through the stage at a better age than you did before, which you likely will have to, because the game is tough. Uh, especially considering the learning curve and the uh, mechanics like the parry system, which is I think technically the best way to get an advantage in this game. The time in feels very strict and consistent. Um, at least maybe just in terms of me reacting to it. Um, I don't know, but at least from somebody who I consider to be very, you know, versed in games, especially, you know, with time and stuff, the timing seemed to be very strict, like damn near frame perfect. I couldn't do it consistently. I don't know if there's maybe some other mechanic or uh, elements that kind of interfere with that, but um, yeah. So that is um, kind of one aspect to it. Um, I mean, of course there's many other ones, but that is essentially the main kind of uh appeal and mechanic to it. But with this age in mind, um, when you age, you get more power, but you lose a, a fair, not a lot of health depending on your age, but it's a reasonable amount to, you know, definitely be between life or death. So there is that mechanic as well. 
that essentially when you, the, the older you get, you get stronger, but you have less health, which does make sense when you kind of think about it. Um, so that's, that's, that's a pretty dope kind of mechanic. I think I thought it definitely the game, the trailer definitely insinuated it to be different, but it technically is the same more or less, but basically it seems to be due to this pendant you have, you have this ability based off that. So, but, uh, overall, man, the combat is just very good when you get it. It's very fluid and, and like satisfying when you just like just counter and parry and dodging. Uh, you could dodge if they're like using weapons and you can make them hit the other opponents. Uh, you can catch weapons. That's like, uh, there's a skill tree you can unlock. The skill tree seemed to be a little bit confusing in terms of what you can and can't unlock. Cause like I had a thousand points to unlock something like further down the tree, but I think uh, from what I looked, looked up, there's like some requirement where you, I think you have to be age 20, uh, a younger age to get some of the more powerful stuff, which I'm like, damn, that's kind of against people who likely <laughs> won't be able to do that. Uh, apparently people can like, I could see it. People like can literally get through the whole game with no deaths. That's it's a, it's a, it's a hard feat. Um, but I'm curious if these people upgraded their abilities and stuff like that beforehand that, um, can also factor in to make the game easier in, in some aspects, like there's this focus meter, which helps uh, open up stuff against bosses, especially, um, uh, a reserve meter is kind of, uh, it has this mechanic similar to Sekiro where I think it was a, a stance system where basically there's health and then there's like a, essentially a defense gauge where if you break the defense gauge, it's kind of somewhat similar to breaking, uh, somebody's health in a way where you get an open attack that, uh, essentially will progress it, I guess, kind of like a stun meter in like metal gear and, and whatnot. So it's, uh, it's got a lot of interesting, uh, dynamics for sure. Um, I actually, uh, I beat the game and I thought I was done, but then the game robbed you of your, robbed you of your, um, <laughs> fulfillment, at least for me, whenever I beat a game, just seeing the credits roll, I'm like, ah, okay, I did it. But no, Sifu like, no, you, you technically beat the game, but you didn't beat the game. So basically there's a true ending. I won't spoil how to do it, but essentially there's a, there's a true ending in the game, um, where you pretty much have to play the game over again. I guess it's another thing too. The game is only like technically isn't that long, depending on how you play, you could depend on your skill level and how you play. It could be either longer or shorter. And that's very dependent on <laughs> skill and just learning the game. I think you'll ultimately end up playing the game at least 10 hours, but in terms of the game span, it's technically only five levels. And then like a lot of the levels you can unlock shortcuts that even makes the game quicker, like to essentially speed run. Um, so yeah, it, it, it really depends on just your, yeah, your mileage may vary ultimately, but, um, yeah, at least finally getting to the, uh, the true ending, you actually get credits and it's like, ah, it's great. It, it, I mean, it was worth it in retrospect. At first I was very like, uh, this is too tough. I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. (laughs) You want me to play it again? Is it even worth it? It's, 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 it's fairly fulfilling after, uh, you know, actually doing it. So I am glad I did play it and get the, get the true ending. Um, so yeah, overall it's pretty, it's pretty dope. I, I, I definitely can't deny that. I'm not sure how I would stack it up against other, other games coming out this year, but I think it probably would, would be at least in my top 10 so far. Um, just based off on how unique and 
how unique and uh, just, yeah, just, just how unique it is in its game design. Um, it's just fascinating just how it's like something you haven't really seen before, which I, I'm totally, I'm always a fan of. So I don't know. I feel like I need some time to think about it. That's kind of how I am. I know right after I beat a game or, you know, I, I, I generally need some time to think and reflect on it and to see how I really ultimately feel about it. But I think it's up there at least definitely top 10 for so far. Considering all the craziness that's at least slated to come out though, but we'll see. Overall, I, I'd say Sifu is pretty dope. I would definitely recommend it if you in the especially old kung fu movies. Uh, this is this this is the spot. It really does. Um, yeah, it really does. It really does. And with that being said. That concludes, uh, and you know what, actually real quick for Sifu, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about, I, I, I still don't know how I feel about them withholding the credits, even though you technically beat the game. Um, I've never seen that before. It made me feel some type of way. Ultimately the, the, what they did worked since I essentially, <laughs> I ended up playing the game again to get the true ending, but. I don't know. I feel like it was, uh, it was under, uh, false pretenses. If that makes sense. Where it's like, you're making me do this artificially when I should want to do it. Like, I guess naturally, you know, it's like, no, we're not going to give you the credits cause you didn't get the true ending yet. But it's like in any other game you would, uh, get the, what, what was considered a bad ending, but still get credits to, let you know, Hey, you beat the game. So I don't know. I, I don't think that's, <laughs> it's probably hasn't bothered anybody, but me, but I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I'm glad I did it, but still, I, I wish just give me the credits and then I'll try to consider playing it again to get the best true ending. I digress. <laughs> Uh, with that being said, that concludes what I have been playing this week. Um, you know what I've been watching, uh, tack on Titan, uh, watch the latest episode. Um, I mean, stuff is popping off. I don't think it's really worth spoiling, but um, you know, events are happening. Um, you know, monsters are monstering or I mean, Titans are tightening, um, <laughs> tightening, <laughs> Titans are tightening. Um, I mean, it's true though, but, um, uh, this, this felt a little, uh, I mean, it was like some very important stuff though. You know, in terms of the Titans, uh, what was left of the uh, the transformed Titans, um, and things like that. But all in all solid episode, I'd say, um, I was digging the action. Some napes were being cut. So, you know, uh, some people may or may not have been eaten, you know, <laughs> like literally almost every, not every, but a good amount of all the other attack on Titan episodes. So, um, also, been uh saw the season finale of peacemaker uh and i guess also the the previous episode episode two i don't think i covered that but uh man uh, i guess to just put both together man uh this is this was a surprisingly uh very good show i do recommend it um if you are a fan of the dc universe or, I mean, even if you aren't really, I think this definitely helped uh, somebody. I mean, I watched a fair amount of the DC stuff, so I can't even say that. But very, very good series. I, I do recommend it. Um, John Cena, man, this put him on the map. It really did. I've I've not I'm not familiar with any of his previous stuff, but this definitely 
this definitely put him solidified him as like, uh, yet, yet again, another actor that, uh, or wrestler that transitioned successfully to the acting world. Um, cause man, he, he just the, the dumbness charisma, just he, he is peacemaker to me. Um, as somebody who has no recollection of this character, at least, uh, before doing some research on him, this, um, John Cena is the peacemaker, man. It's, <laughs> this is such a damn good show, man. Um, uh, so there was the, the second to last, I for, kind of forgot what last to the, to the, 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 the last second to last show, but at least specifically cause it's fresh in my mind for the, uh, the finale, man, I don't even want to spoil it. Cause there's a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah, I don't think I am. I think it's, I could still touch on some stuff, but essentially they get to the cow of course. And you know, some things happen and <laughs> it was kind of some surprisingly like deep, like sad stuff that, <laughs> Oh, what's his name? I forgot the one guy, um, the hacker computer dude, generic guy, um, uh, diet beard, which is the, the fact of me saying, I'm like, damn, that's kind of, it makes me feel sad now, but, um, you would get the context of, uh, you know, seeing the finale, but, ah, peacemaker is really good, man. Can't wait to see what they do with, uh, the next season. I think they confirmed it. Yeah, I believe uh, last week they confirmed a second season of it. So very, very interested to see where the show will go now, um, considering everything. And man, yeah, I don't I don't even want to spoil it. It's that good. Uh, also, I forgot to talk about this act when it when it came out, but um uh, I actually saw, uh, Jackass forever in theaters. Uh, this may be a couple weeks ago. Um, but man, <laughs> uh, as in terms of pre, uh, um, context, uh, you know, <laughs> a big fan of watching Jackass on MTV when, uh, I was growing up when I probably shouldn't have, but, uh, always had a soft spot nostalgia for this show. I think I've watched some of the movies, not all of them. Um, but man, uh, just knowing this, uh, was coming back for, I guess, uh, potentially one last time. I don't think it will be, but, um, yeah, having the whole jackass crew come back with, you know, a couple people, uh, not coming back. I think, uh, at least the most notable one was Bam Margera. I know he was going through some, um, alcohol and addiction issues since, uh, Ryan, Ryan Dunn's death. Uh, who also is, you know, um, was remembered on this show too, but, um, at least with the, with the rest of the cast, man, it just felt like some good old jackass. <laughs> uh, of course, jackass is very acquired taste. It's a lot of slapsticky, um, just, I guess, I guess you could say poop humor that does actually pop up a fair amount in, the, in this movie. Um, I, but man, I've not, I've not like laughed and cringed so hard in a theater in a long ass time. And man, I, my head was hurting for laughing so hard, man. It's, uh, if you get, if you like and get this type of comedy, mm, this is, this is, this is, this is the pinnacle, man. Um, <laughs> Uh, it definitely took me back as somebody who's a fan of the MTV shows, uh, way back took me all the way back in the best way possible. So, oh, it, it, it was, it was great to see like all the old cast and a lot of, they brought some new ones. Like they brought, um, Jasper from loiter squad that was on like uh, adult swim back with, uh, uh, Tyler, the creator who also like made a cameo in this movie. Uh, it was a lot of surprising cameos, uh, in this movie as well. Um, I think Eric Andre, um, freaking MGK, I think I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> but, uh, man, especially, uh, the, the material, uh, some of these pranks, 
uh, one that was really dope. I think it was very creative. Uh, what was it? They, the, I think it was, they were, uh, tricking them with one prank, but it actually turned out to be another one where there was some snake that, uh, they're le- legitimately just going to take a snake bite and, you know, get like, get the vac, uh, get the serum after, but they changed it where that was the, the understanding, but, um, they like, uh, finagled these two, these two groups of, um, of the crew in these rooms and they just shut the door on them and just complete darkness. And they got the impression that they're stuck in the room with, with, uh, the snake as well. So now they're freaking out. And then, uh, it, but it was very much a psychological type of, you know, fear where it's like complete darkness, but then you, you had some of the crew with a uh, night vision goggles on and then just like <laughs> throwing snake replicas and, and just like, just fucking with them in all types of ways. That just was the funniest, just fun, funniest shit ever. So, um, stuff like that. It's just, it's like, man, I kind of miss it, kind of miss it, but it was, it was really good to come back and uh just take that that trip down laugh laugh lane just i don't know just just jackass lane i guess um uh, a lot of the stuff after uh it's so much stuff that i don't want to spoil but if you're into that type of stuff i do recommend it um jackass is back it really is well you know at least for one last time um <laughs> It was, it was a trip, man. Uh, love it. Love it. Loved it. Um, also, uh, shamefully, I'm kind of embarrassed to, uh, to admit this, but I've, uh, unfortunately <laughs> got back into reality TV. I, uh, I'm sorry to, sorry to admit, but, um, uh, straight up binged this show, uh, on Netflix called, uh, love is blind. So essentially the concept is basically, you know, that of course is love blind where the concept is, uh, basically there's this, this, the show starts out where there's like, a you know, uh, even set of men and women, but uh, they're both confined on two sides of, uh, of the, I guess, presumably the building they're in. And, uh, you know, they stay kind of like similar to like a reality show kind of setting, but you know, they're specifically separated. So all the men are together, all the women are together. But the concept is that, um, the men and women do date each other, but they, uh, cannot see each other at all. They can only talk only talk to each other in these pods where it's essentially just a, a wall and they're just talking to each other, uh, through these walls and getting to know one another and stuff like that. So the concept is basically to, you know, uh, establish an emotional connection with each other. And then, um, the idea is like when they find emotional connection with each other, they, uh, then want to get together and <laughs> crazily enough, they want to get together and then ultimately say, um, that they, uh, the, I mean, obviously the guy want to say that he wants to be, uh, ask the woman on the other side of the wall to marry him. And if she says yes, they both agree. And then they, then, uh, only then they can see each other and, and then from there they go through other phases where they, um, I think after that phase, they go to like a resort in Mexico or whatever location, a very, you know, a romantic locale where they actually, uh, stay together, um, and, you know, get to know each other better that way. And then I think there's another phase after that where they actually start living together in like, uh, these designated apartments. And then after that, they, uh, they actually tie the knot if everything, you know, goes well. And this is within the span of, I think like a month that they do all this, but essentially the experiment is if love is blind, where they, 
make the emotional connection first and then after everything's said and done, make a physical connection after that, ideally. Um, which is, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty interesting concept to be honest, just to <laughs> prove is love is if love is blind. So, uh, at least, yeah, pretty much binged the first season and the second season up until, uh, I think the, I, I'm assuming the second part of this second season is, uh, being released tomorrow. Um, so I'm, I'm waiting. I want to know, but man, it's a, uh, it's a very fascinating show just to kind of, uh, just see how people react and just to see them actually like genuinely making these genuine bonds and, uh, seeing if that actually, you know, translates to an, to a, a full on connection, which at least, you know, spoiler alert, of course, some have, and, um, you know, uh, seeing, uh, if they actually do marry each other, which they're, you know, of course there's, they have, and they haven't, and then seeing all the turmoil and, uh, you know, discourse when it comes to that, like, what are the dynamics that are coming into play? And it's, uh, it's, it's of, of the, uh, you know, quote unquote, trashy reality shows. This definitely seems to be the more, ah, what do I say? I guess less trashy. Um, there are courses like, uh, some dramas where like, um, like two men or two women, like really like this one guy, but then they also like this other girl. And then there's, there's this weird kind of triangle where, you know, the person that let the other person down, they went with somebody else. But then that's another aspect of the show is that they, uh, get to see some of the other couples. And, you know, of course, the people that they didn't want to, uh, date as well. So that kind of plays into some of the, uh, dynamics of like, Oh man, you actually look cuter than the other person I was dating. I don't know. I might want to be with you. I haven't that. I don't think that's, well, I guess that's yet to be seen if that, that potentially could be a factor, but man, it is, uh, yeah, I'm getting back into reality TV. I, um, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I, uh, I used to watch, I used to actually watch a lot growing up, like MTV specifically, of course, real world, world rules, um, the challenge, then, uh, VH1, <laughs> love and hip hop, black ink, all that, um, basketball wives. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, very comfortable to admit, but you know what? I'm owning my truth, you know, I'm owning my truth. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, outside of that, pretty much all I've been watching. Uh, I'm, I'm so ashamed. Love is blind. But I mean, it, it's very, it's interesting. Uh, then there's new, like there's new, uh, adi- there's various, uh, variants of it. Like there's Love is blind Brazil. Love is blind Japan. I'm like, ah, I really want to know what these are too. So <laughs> it's, 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 it's inevitable. So, uh, yeah. With all that being said, I think that will conclude episode 141. I'll switch his sites. Um, what else? If you wanted to catch, can catch me on a uh, Twitter at a switch. If you want to like, um, damn it. I messed it up. If you something, if you what, if you enjoyed the show, feel free to like, rate, subscribe on your various podcasts and platforms. Um, damn it. What else? Um, something, something, uh, you can catch this, uh, recorded live on Twitch TV slash a switch Thursday evenings. Um, you can catch the archives of this podcast on youtube.com slash a switch as well. But yeah, until next time guys, um, feel free to fuck. <laughs> 
Get your damn game on. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe.